Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where we're outside. We're outside today for a little session where you get to ask a question and I'll try to answer your question. Sometimes it's hard for me to think of the answers, but sometimes there's just so many questions I don't get to them all. I do want to mention a few things today. One is please keep the chat as a friendly English-only conversation. If you do have a question, there is a link in the description below that you can use. It goes to a form that you can fill out to ask your question or Todd or Dave will put a link in the chat occasionally so that you can uh, use that to ask your question as well. I'm just going to do another audio check and talk about a few more things. I think everything is working great. I have a little surprise for everyone today. I'll show you the surprise in about 10 minutes. Before uh, I show you the surprise though, I do want to get started. So let me go to the question sheet and see if there are questions ready to go. There usually are. Let me get the questions on the screen. This one is from Mike. Let me just check something for a sec. Mike says, hi Bob. Could you clarify the meanings of these? Fact check, intimidate, and vicious. Hats off to you for your help. So first of all, when you fact check something, when you fact check something, it usually means you are writing a story, maybe a news article, something that people are going to read. And you want to make sure that your facts are correct. If you were writing a news article about a car accident, you'll want to know what time it happened, where it happened, who was involved, you'll want to make sure all your facts are correct. So you will do some fact checking. Intimidate, uh, when you intimidate someone, it means you try to get them to do what you do through either talking to them meanly or actual violence. So when you intimidate someone, it's not a good thing. Sometimes people will lean over you when they're talking to you to try and intimidate you, to try and make themselves seem a little bit taller. And then last one, vicious. This is an easy one. Oscar is not a vicious dog, but some people have vicious dogs. A vicious dog is a dog that barks, a dog that growls, and a dog that might bite. So when you describe an animal as vicious, it means they are very, very mean. And the possibility is that they might try to attack you. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Next question from Ruslan. Ruslan says, hello, the most important, the most respected teacher, Bob. I I added important there. Sorry. Hello, the most respected teacher, Bob. How are you, sir? I am good, Ruslan. What is the most popular cereal in Canada and what is your favorite one? Have a nice weekend. So I don't know what the most popular cereal is. I know for my kids, they like us to buy Honey Nut Cheerios. They like Frosted Flakes. They like Fruit Loops. They like the cereals that have lots of sugar in them. Um, My... Um, My favorite cereal, by the way, is Cheerios because it has the least amount of sugar in it and still tastes really good. So I often have a bowl of Cheerios as a snack. That's something that I like to do when I'm hungry. Instead of eating cookies uh, or other baked goods, I like to eat Cheerios as a snack. Let me check the audio for a second. Nice. Everything's working great. So you're probably wondering what the surprise is. It's not a big surprise, but I will get to it in a moment. Let me do a few more questions first. Um, Trapito says, hello, Mr. Bob, how to know words intuitively? So when you know words intuitively, it means you use them without having to stop and think about what word you want to use. Um, The best way to use words intuitively, I would say, is to practice your speaking 
but to also do a lot of listening practice. Listening practice allows you to hear English speakers using words connected to each other in a very natural way. And you will kind of learn that even without thinking about it. You will slowly absorb that knowledge. So, I would say do a lot of listening practice. Um, let me see here. Andre Padron says, please correct me. There was a man working on a scaffolding, making some renovations to an old house. He seemed to be hooked to the platform, but it feels dangerous to me. He seems to be hooked to the platform. Okay. So, we have two tenses going on here. You started in the past. So, let me read it in the present and then in the past. There is a man working on some scaffolding, making some renovations to an old house. He seems to be hooked to the platform, but it feels dangerous to me. Or I could say there was a man working on some scaffolding, making some renovations to an old house. He seemed to be hooked to the platform, but it felt dangerous to me. Okay. So, two different examples in two different tenses. Uh, Let's see here. Next question from Mode and Mode says, hi, Mr. Bob. In Let me see. Informal speech, figured it out. How often do you ask a question with have being the main verb without adding an auxiliary verb? Like what have we here or have I the courage to change? We use the verb do a lot. So, I would say, what do we have here? What do we have here? Or do I have the courage to change? So, I think that sounds the most informal to me and the most correct if I add the verb to do to that. Kind of a strange things to, thing to add but that does make the most sense to me uh, mode. Um, are you ready for the surprise? Um, it's not time yet. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's such a, it's not lame. I thought it was pretty cool but we'll, we'll see in a moment. I'll, uh, I'll put something cool up on the screen. SL Lanka says, hi, sir, Bob. Is dispensing machine another name for cash machine? What is ATM called in Canada? Thank you. We do not use dispensing machine. We don't use that term here in Canada. Um, We use the term uh, bank machine. We use ATM. We don't say automatic teller machine. That's the, that's what ATM stands for. Um, But we do definitely say bank machine. I'm going to go to the bank machine and get some money. Now, you should know that might be a very Canadian saying. So, make sure that you find out wherever you are speaking English what the local term is. It might be different in America or in Britain, for instance. Okay, what is the surprise? Well, I hooked up. Let's see here. I'm trying to wait till something happens. I hooked up a second camera. So, this is the road cam. So, if something exciting happens while I'm doing the lesson on the road in front of me. You can see all these cars driving by. I can I can quickly switch to the road cam and you can see what is happening. So, hopefully, you think this is cool. I will try to have this hooked up pointing in a different direction each week. If I can get closer to the river, I might have a river cam at some point. Excellent. That's working. Let's get to the next question though. So, Daniel says, hello, Bob. What's the difference between within and inside? So, you could say this chocolate bar has peanuts inside or this chocolate bar has lots of sugar inside. Yeah, inside, like I'm gonna go inside the house later. You can also just say in. Um, Within sounds a little more formal, okay? Um, When I say that uh, I like to do my live streams within the house, 
It just sounds a little more formal. They do mean the same thing inside and within, but in, inside is much more common. Uh, I'm just reading the chat here. It says, there's a new tree behind teacher Bob. Yes, I've moved slightly, Natalia, just a little bit uh, of a change. Uh, let's see here. Andre saying, where is the link? Usually in the description of the video, you can find the link as well. So let's get to the next question though. I see uh, Nilimia saying, wow. Okay. Guhan says, hello, Mr. Bob. In Canada, do they use the spelling color or color? So they're pronounced the same way. We use the second spelling with the letter U in it. Um, Let's get to the next question. The Fox Analyst says, today I have three words for you. Analysis or analyses. Uh, Sorry, analyses is the plural. A little correction there. Analysis, analytics, and analyst. The stresses in these words are different. Could you say them in context? Yes. So when I read the analysis, I was surprised at what they found. Um, When I look at who has been watching my videos, I look at YouTube analytics the analytics are all the numbers telling me what countries people are from. And then if someone studies something, they might be an analyst. So there you go. Three examples. Next question is from Dong and it is, what is the difference between neglectful and negligent? They are the same thing. If you have a dog and you don't feed your dog, you are being neglectful. You are not doing all of the things that the dog needs done. Okay. If you don't feed your dog, you are being negligent as well, okay? So negligent and neglectful are very similar. I think negligent in legal terms might be more serious. Um, Like if you are negligent, I think you can be uh, given a ticket or a fine or even arrested if you are negligent. So it's a little more serious, but they do mean the same thing. Uh, Jan says, I have a question between bush and forest. What is the difference? It really depends on where you're from, Jan. In my area of Ontario, Canada, we often refer to the forest as the bush. You know, he's out in the bush hunting or they're going to go camping out in the bush. And it means the same as forest, but it's different depending on what region you are in. If you are in a different region, it's possible that they call it something else as well. So either bush or forest. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. Excellent. I'm a little distracted because I'm actually streaming this lesson one higher, one level up in quality. I normally stream in 720p, but I'm streaming in 1080p today and it seems to be working great. So I'm very, very happy about that. Um, But I do like to check every once in a while to make things are working. Make sure things are working. Henry from Taiwan. Hi, Teacher Bob. Have you been fully vaccinated? We have to use B-E-E-N. Have you been fully vaccinated? How did you feel after getting a jab? Thank you. I am not fully vaccinated. I have my first shot. I got the Pfizer vaccine on April 15th. Um, And about a week later, I had a bad headache for a day. But I don't actually know if that was from the vaccine because I get headaches sometimes no matter what. Um, And then I'm getting my second shot, I think in a week and a half, I think is my date. At the end of June, I'm getting my second shot. Uh, Let's see here. Um, 
Judith has a follow-up question from yesterday. Hi, Bob. My question relates to my yesterday's question at 16 minutes and 22 seconds. I think there should be something between must and through. What would go, what would go there um, between must and through? You know, Judith, leave this question in the comments because I'm having trouble remembering your exact example from yesterday. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll make sure I do answer that. Um, I think you're right, though. I think something like, I'll give you an example of something between must and through. Uh, in order to go to a city close to me, you must go through a tunnel. So it does happen where you have verbs between. But I think in your example, it's a little different. Um, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to skip the next question. Sorry about that. I might have just accidentally skipped two questions. Sorry if I skipped your question by accident. Um, Here we go. Eduardo. Bob, good morning. Got a phrase that I don't understand from a song. Don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head you feel left out or looked down on. Thanks. Um, I think I know this song and I can't remember it. Um, So when you write yourself off... um, Here's what write off means. When a car is um, really old, eventually you might just write it off. You might just stop driving it, okay? When you write yourself off, it means you give up or you've decided not to do what you're doing anymore. So I'm trying to be a singer, but you know, I'm just going to write myself off. I'm, this, I'm not going to succeed at this. Um, and then it's only in your head you feel left out. So it's only in your head that you feel like people aren't... Um, enjoying your company. That's how I would say that. Uh, Let's see here. Mirage has the next question. Hi, teacher Bob. I wanted to know what is the difference between straight and natural and the difference between cash in and cash out? So when something is straight, I mean, it it literally has no curves in it, okay? I can hold my hand up straight. And when something is natural, it might have some curves to it, okay? A canal is very straight. A river is a little more natural where it flows left and right. The difference between cash in and cash out, I don't really know. Um, I don't use cash in or cash out a lot, but you might own stocks and at a certain point you might want to sell them and you might want to cash in your stocks. And we would also say that you're going to cash out, okay? So you would use cash in with the object. I'm going to cash in my stocks. I'm going to cash in my bonds. It's more of a financial term. And in general, we would say cash out. Uh, next question from Mai. Hello, teacher Bob. Hi, Mai. What, what should I do first if I want to start learning IELTS? Can you make a video about this topic? So I don't know a lot about the TOEFL and IELTS tests. I mean, I know enough that um, I've talked to students who've taken the IELTS test, um, but I might do some research and I might actually buy a study kit and they, and then make a video about the study kit for the IELTS test. Um, let me write that down uh, somewhere and I'll try to remember that in my... Let's see here. Bernadette from Belgium. Hello, Bob. When do you use the word entry or the word entrance? Thank you for your answer. So our house has a front entrance or it has an entryway. So the entrance is the actual door. The entryway is the room at the front, the very first room that you walk into. Um, When we use entry, yeah, it's at the front entry. So when I, if I said to a student, uh, when you get to school, I left some stuff for for you, it's by the front entry. 
Um, I might just say front entrance. They're totally interchangeable. I think I use entrance more than I use entry. Sorry, I hope I don't mess anything up here. I have to, um, there is a caterpillar here and it's climbing into my computer. Um, I know last week, uh, we had a friendly caterpillar. Uh, this week we have another one. So I'm just gonna notice they're a lot bigger. They are a lot bigger now than they were uh, last week. In one week, they've grown to be almost an inch long. Let's see here. Donnie says, how are you doing, Uncle Bob? I'm doing pretty good. What news about the pandemic in Brazil do you see in Canada? So I have to be honest, Donnie. About a month ago, I kind of stopped watching the news every day. I watch it about once a week um, because I just... I'm a lot busier outside on the farm. So things are getting a little busier here. So I don't have time to watch the news. And also the news was the same every day. It would say this many people have been vaccinated. This many people have COVID. This many people are in the hospital. And so I don't actually see a lot of news about Brazil. I usually try to get my updates on Brazil from my friend Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. And I haven't talked to him for a couple of weeks. So... Hopefully this week we can chat and figure some stuff out. Natalia says, oh, hey, John Chu has become a member of the channel. Thank you, John, for joining the channel and for supporting the work that I do. Thank you very much. Natalia says, Mr. Bob, maybe in the future you will be able to do some kind of helicopter English lesson trip with us. That way your dreams would come true. So yesterday we did a lesson on dream jobs. Oh, slow. Sorry. That's a little messed up, but that's okay. Um, And one of the dream jobs I talked about was that when I was younger, I dreamt of being a helicopter pilot. So maybe someday I can be a tour guide and we can go on helicopter tours. That would be kind of fun. Um, Next question from Mina. Uh, Let's see here. Mina says, hi, Bob. I want to be an interpreter. I am in second stage at college and I'm not fluent in the language yet. I need your advice. So I I did fix some things in the question there. Um, So Mina, if you want to be an interpreter, the first thing I would say is this, make sure you're practicing your writing and your speaking and your listening as much as possible. Reading as well, but generally reading comes fairly easy to people. But as an interpreter, are you going to be interpreting what you hear or what you read? So let me back up. If you're interpreting what you read, I would practice your reading and writing. If you're interpreting what you hear, I would practice your listening and your writing. That's what I would advise. And then certainly make sure you do practice all four areas. It's very important that you practice your reading, writing, listening, and speaking. Um, Let's see here. Next question is from Alex. Hey, Bob, why Canada has so tough quarantine limits during low cases of COVID? We have really tough quarantine measures right now because the Delta variant has started to become the dominant variant of COVID in Canada. And they're worried that because Canadians only have one shot of the vaccine, that we have to get um, our second shots before we can open up more. For those of you that don't know, this is a caterpillar as well. Um, In Canada, we used a different strategy for vaccination. We got our first dose and then four months later, we are scheduled to get our second dose. So most of the world, you got your first dose and 21 days or two months later, you got your second 
uh, we have kind of done it a little differently. So a lot of Canadians have been vaccinated, but not many of them have two doses. So that is why that is happening. Um, let me do a little audio check here. Looks like everything's working great. Sorry to be quiet for so long. Let's get to the next question. Next question is from Joanne from Quebec. Hey, Bob, do you say I have under eye circles or I have pockets under my eyes? No, we say we have bags under our eyes. Sometimes as I get older, I think they're permanent, but when I don't sleep well, I have bags under my eyes. I think that's what you're talking about. Um, it's fairly common if I sleep very poorly, um, or especially about uh, a week or two ago when my allergies were really bad, I would have bags under my eyes. You can even still see them a bit. Um, you can see a line here and there's kind of, it's a little bit poofy there. That's just how I look. Uh, let's see here. Kelly says, can you tell what is the difference between the words inception and undertake? Inception is simply the beginning of something, you know, he's worked at the school since its inception, since the very beginning he has worked there. And then when you're going to do something, you undertake it. So this year, Jen has decided to undertake growing some new flowers. It means she's decided to do that. Sorry. Um, I go to road cam again more often, but there's nothing uh, going past our place today. Usually there's big farm machinery that goes past. Um, if you're wondering, that is the river. What you're seeing on the screen now is what I see when I look past my camera. So I have a camera pointing the other way. Um, nothing exciting has gone by. All the big farm machinery went by earlier this morning, I think. Let's get back to the questions. Irina says, hi, Bob, how do we pronounce hangover and hungover? And how do you spin off? Thank you. So when you drink too much, the next day you have a hangover. When you wake up, you would say to someone, I have a hangover, or you would say I'm hungover. Okay. It's just that really weird, gross feeling you have. If you drink too much the night before, you might even have bags under your eyes if you have a hangover. And then a spin off is, um, like a TV show that's based on another TV show. So let's say um, the show Friends, if that the character Joey had his own show, we would call that show a spinoff. Uh, let's see here. Daniel says, uh, dear teacher, did you watch Canada hockey team? Did you watch the Canadian hockey team playing at the world tournament this May? They did very well. Thank you. I did not get a chance to watch them. As I mentioned, between YouTube and teaching and the farm getting really busy, I have not had a chance to watch a lot of TV. Hey, I do want to say hi to the 511 people who are watching. If you're new here, there is a subscribe button over here. You should click it. Um, when you click that button, you become a subscriber. It's free and you get notified when I do new English lessons. If you don't know who I am, I'm Bob the Canadian. I make English lessons here on YouTube. There's a new video lesson every Tuesday and then there's a live stream every Friday and Saturday. This is the Saturday live stream where I answer questions from people as quickly as I can so that they can understand the English language a little bit better. Uh, Kita says, hello, Bob, you are the best teacher. I'm going to add a the there. What is your favorite food? Do not miss this question, please. My favorite food is pizza. 
always has been. Last night we had pizza though, and it didn't taste very good. It's rare for that to happen to me. Usually I really like every kind of pizza imaginable, but for some reason last night's pizza had a strange taste. Um, it wasn't as enjoyable as I expected it to be. Um, Sita says, hello, Mr. Bob, could you please use the word nosy in some sentences? Thanks in advance. Your job helps me a lot. So someone asked the other day about the difference between job and work. In that sentence, you would actually use the word work. Your work helps me a lot. Um, nosy. Yeah. What's a, I'm trying to think of someone who's nosy so I can give you an example sentence. I'll just, I'll say this. This is not true. This is just an example, but my brother is really nosy. My brother is always asking me questions about my life. He is a very nosy person. He always wants to know what I'm doing and what I'm up to and how much money I make at work. He's very, very nosy. By the way, if you're one of my two brothers, that was just an example. I know you guys aren't nosy. You're actually the opposite of nosy and I appreciate it. Um, next question from Sala. Sala says, hello, Bob. How are you? Fine. Yes, I'm fine. Could you give us some tips to improve speaking skills and to be able to think without hesitation and thank you? So what I find is a good drill to help learn, to help you learn to think in English is actually a writing drill where you just try to write in English as fast as possible and you try not to think in your own language. So just write as fast as you can all of the simple things you know, like I am a man. I work at a factory. I like pizza. I like fish. Maybe you have pet fish. I don't know. Try to do some speed writing and force yourself to not think in your own language. And the second thing, Sala, is to just have as many conversations as you can in English. There's a link to a website called Preply below. Find a tutor. Meet with that tutor for 30 minutes to an hour each week and speak as much English as you possibly can. Did I say French earlier? Speak as much English as you possibly can. Have as many English conversations as you possibly can. I'm not sure I said French, but I might have. Uh, next question from Ellen. Hello, teacher Bob. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Could you please explain why some people say I do like instead of I like? Please excuse my English. We do it for emphasis. Um, so if you said something like, you know, I like donuts and I like cookies and I do like pizza. I do like having pizza on a Friday night. Oh, I really do enjoy pizza. So we add words sometimes when we want to emphasize things a little bit. Um, let's see here. Next one here. Marwanto. Hi, Mr. Bob. How do you solve burnout problems? Thank you, Mr. Bob. So I have the advantage over other people because I did kind of burn out about 20 years ago. A long time ago in my career, I was working too much. I was working 60 or 70 hours a week. And I think I kind of burnt out. When I look back, I'm pretty sure that I was burnt out. And so I know what the feelings are when I'm getting too busy and I try to avoid them. It's not always unavoidable, but generally for me, um, I, I have certain strategies that I use if I'm starting to feel a little bit burnt out. The number one thing I do is I make sure I go for a walk every morning when I'm feeling burnt out, no matter how busy I am. And I make sure I eat healthy food when I'm feeling burnt out. 
those two things are the basis for surviving those times for me. Paula. Hello, teacher Bob. My question is, how do I learn informal English faster? Um, so, there's no real way to speed up your English learning but you can certainly do things like I mentioned before. Go to italki or Cambly or Preply and find an, an English teacher, an English tutor that you can meet with each week. Someone who will specialize in and help you uh, learn how to uh, speak informal English. Um, there's no way to speed up English learning. It's really more about getting a lot of variety and spending as much time as you can. Uh, let's see here. Tehun says, hi, Bob. Pardon me is a useful phrase in conversation. Yes, I say pardon me all the time, okay? If I am out in public and there's other people like before COVID and I have a question, I might walk up to someone and say, pardon me, could you help me find the closest pizza restaurant, <laughs> pizzeria? Um, that's how I would use it. When I'm asking a stranger a question, I would say, pardon me, Pardon me, could you tell me, is there, um, do I have to pay to get into this park or is it free? Kamal says, hi, Bob. Accept, accept, aspect. Pronunciation is difficult for me. So, let's do this again. I, I have to accept that sometimes I'm too busy. So, I'm saying a little more of an A sound. I have to accept, I have to accept. Um, I like most foods except I don't like what don't I like? I have to think of a food I don't like that won't annoy people. I don't like cold oatmeal. There we go. I like most foods except I don't like cold oatmeal. And then what aspect of cold oatmeal bothers you the most? It's the texture. It's very, very weird to eat cold oatmeal. Hey, I'm going to do a little uh, switcheroo here for a sec. Give me a minute. Um, I think something weird is happening with my computer. Hopefully, I can still do this. We're going to switch to members only chat. Hopefully, that actually happened. I'm going to go to no display. Let's go to road cam for a bit while we're waiting for questions to come. We are now in members only chat mode. That means if you are a member of the cha- of the channel, if you click that join button below at some point in time, you may now ask questions directly in the chat for the next 10 minutes and I will do my best to answer them. Um, thank you to all of you who are members. You guys are awesome um, and I look forward to seeing what questions you have for me. Here we go. Sita says, thanks a bunch, Mr. Bob. Now I know how to use nosy. Yes, there's a lot of nosy people in the world, isn't there? Lolly says, bonjour, Bob. S'il te plaît, what's the difference between the verb end and the verb finalize? So, when you end someone or when you end something, sorry, when you end someone, it means you kill them. I should have said that. When you end something, it means you bring it to a close, okay? If I say I'm going to end this live stream, it means I'm going to click the stop button. (laughs) I don't know where the when you end someone. That was a little odd. That was a little bit of a... Uh, miss uh, quote by me. Uh, when you finalize something, you make sure everything is in order. So, I have to finalize my student grades next week. It means I need to look at all their grades and make sure they're correct. And then at the very end, I push a button that says, I approve all of these grades. When you finalize something, it's a little more, it's a careful process when you finalize something. Uh, Julia, hi, dear teacher. I have two questions for today. They are one, rest my case. And two, she squashes her beef. What do these two phrases mean? I don't know what the second one means, but the first one means that you are no longer going to argue. 
It looks like someone's driving in to get flowers. I don't have a camera on the flower wagon, but someone's here to get flowers. If you hear Oscar, uh, um, so let's see. Brent says the audio is still good, but it's different. Maybe something to do with the computer. I wouldn't worry about fixing it though. Yeah, I was wondering that. Yeah, it's a little difference every once in a while with the audio. Okay, I'm a little distracted. Let me get back to the right screen here. When Oscar barks, it distracts me a little bit. Okay, um, let's see here. Bernadette says nosy equals foignier or foignier. Foigneur, sorry, mispronounced it. Um, Rod, Julia Olise, hello, how are you? Semra says, hey everyone, it's nice to be with you on Bob's Live. Hi Semra, good to see you too. Julia, I like your new camera and how you always improve things. Yes, I try to make sure that I'm always learning something new, especially for my YouTube channel. Around the month of June is when I start to try new things or buy new things because I have a couple months off in the summer to kind of practice and learn how to use those things. Um, Anita says, hi, Bob. I hope you are doing good today. I come late. Lolly Lolly says, merci beaucoup. Uh, let's see here. And Elias, you know what else I need to get? I need to get something that covers my screen so it's easier to see on a bright day. Elias, hi, Bob. How are you? Could you give us an example using the phrase between a rock and a hard place? Well, let's see. Let's say my cousin was getting married in three months and my friend was getting married on the same day. I would be between a rock and a hard place because I I can't go to both. That would be extremely difficult. And so when you use the phrase to be between a rock and a hard place, you have two things and you, you, you can't do both. Okay. So it's a challenging situation with two choices. Uh, let's see here. Modeg says, I was wondering the other day if Todd and Dave are considered members of the channel. Maybe they're elite members. Thanks, gentlemen. They are um, highly valued members of the channel. Um, let's see here. Modeg's Oscar's becoming vicious. He does bark when strangers pull in, but then that's it. His bark, no, his bark isn't worse than his bite. Sorry, he barks. He doesn't bite. Um, Julia, hi, Rod. I am excellent. How are you? Lolly says, I can hear Oscar. Oscar is happy, says Bernadette. Um, Let's see here. She squashes a beef, probably has something to do with ending an argument. Yeah, when you have a beef with someone, it means that you're annoyed with them, okay? So when I was younger, my dad and his one brother, there was some kind of beef between them. They didn't get along. And then eventually they they made, they um, eventually they resolved their issues. Uh, Anita, hi, Bob. What's the difference between status and situation? So my status at school is that I am a teacher. Um, and you would say status just reser- refers to someone's level or position in life. Um, situation is just anything you're currently doing. So the situation here right now is that it's beautiful weather and I'm outside doing a live stream. Uh, let's see here. Mode Egg says, I read this somewhere online and it literally describes me. Learning French has always really encouraged me. Oh, let's go to road cam quick. Motorcycles are going by. You probably can't see them very well. But yes, small group of motorcycles just went by. Not a motorcycle gang, just a few motorcycles. Uh, learning French has really encouraged me to live in the moment because I currently can't conjugate any other verb tense. <laughs> Yeah, there's this funny, um, 
There's this funny uh, cartoon about how people learning a new language speak in the present tense all the time. Julia, probably it is Brent. Yes. And then thank you for your answer, Mr. Bob from Marwanto. No problem. Elias says, thanks, Bob. Uh, Elias says, Bob, could you give two examples using the word swing in different contexts? Okay. What, the other day I talked about baseball in one of my videos. When you have a bat, you swing the bat. Okay. Um, let's see. How else could you use this? I could say, hey, I might swing around later and pick up um, the tools you borrowed from me. So you can use it in that sense as well. And kids, little kids sometimes play on a swing. So there's a lot of different, uh, you can use it as a verb, as a noun, a lot of ways to use it. Um, let me see here. Oscar is a star on the streams as well, says Rod. Yeah, he hasn't appeared behind us lately though, has he? Julia says, thank you, dear teacher. Daniel says, hi, Bob. You're going to play GeoGuessr tomorrow. It is very great to play with you. If if I do not catch it because it is late for me, I will watch a day later. It is very addicting. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I have, do you notice the caterpillars? I have been playing GeoGuessr on my other channel. I don't actually know where the caterpillars come from. I don't know if they fall on me. Did they just slowly appear on my shirt? Anyways, um, for those of you that don't know, I have been playing GeoGuessr on my other channel and I will be playing again tomorrow night, I think at the normal time. Modags, Julia Olise. Yes, Mr. Bob is a cutting edge teacher. I try to be. I always got to learn something new. Elias says, thank you so much. Anita says, hi, Bob. Thanks for your answer. No problem. Maria C., the star of GeoGuessr. Hello, Bob. I remember I learned a lot of useful adjectives to describe people from some of your videos, and I use them frequently. Those videos are very helpful, as all the rest you make, of course. Yeah, so interestingly enough, my Friday morning lessons, where I just teach about 40 or 50 words, um, they are a lot of fun to make, and it's a lot of fun to see how many phrases I can use the words in. Because like I mentioned before, I want it to be more than just a, a straight vocabulary lesson. So, and I try to find 40 or 50 words on one topic. I have not run out of ideas yet. Uh, let's see here. Um, thanks Maria for that. Mirage says, hi teacher Bob, could you explain which one is correct? How much you make in a week or in a week or a week? I pay rent a week or weekly or in a week. So I'll just use this in a few sentences. How much money do you make in a week? Or how much do you make in a week at your job? That's how I would say it. You could also say, how much money do you make a week? Both would be correct. Both of your examples are correct. For number two, how much rent do you pay per week? How much do you pay per month? How much is your rent each month? How much is your rent each week? There's a few different ways to say it. We usually don't say, how much rent do you pay in a week? We will say, how much money do you make in a week? Okay. So a little bit of a, that's a tricky one, eh? For sure. Elias put a caterpillar uh, emoji. Thank you. Modags. Woo, caterpillars appear out of the blue. Yeah, I'm now I'm like making sure I check more often. Um, Julia says, maybe mode, but what is cutting edge? When you are cutting edge, it means you learn the newest thing and use the newest thing all the time. Brent, hungry. Oh, sorry. I had a flashback to GeoGuessr. So Brent is guessing that the country that we would possibly be in if we were playing would be Hungary, which comes up quite often. I think it was Bulgaria last week though. Um, Samra says, aha, caterpillar, so cute. Mirage, what does it mean when someone says, I studied science, but it didn't necessarily pan out? 
What does this necessarily mean specifically? So it's just kind of an added word to the sentence, meaning that they studied that, but they didn't end up working in that field, okay? So you could say it didn't pan out or it didn't necessarily pan out or it might not necessarily pan out. The word doesn't really have much meaning. Okay, let me look that one up, Mirage. Put that question in the comments when we're done and I will look at it. Let's see here. Julia says, don't worry, I will check it out after the lesson. Mode says, I missed GeoGuessr last time. Probably no one noticed because I'm so useless at the game. Hopefully you didn't see a lot of excavators. I think we saw one, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm sorry you missed it, Mode. I did it at a slightly different time, so that might have made it challenging. Um, Anita, I read there are lots of cicadas in North America. Um, Are there many cicadas in your area? There are some. I don't hear them today, though. Um, Daniel says, I'm still waiting to see Geo Canada in GeoGuessr. Yes, we haven't been there, have we? Um, let me get to my settings for a sec, everyone. I'm going to turn off members only mode while I thank my members for being awesome. So let me just check here. Maria C says is from Hungary. Judith is from Hungary. So she may have invented the game. Yeah, possibly. Anyways, thank you so much for being members. You are what helps me be a cutting edge teacher on YouTube. You are uh, the people who support me in what I do and allow me to buy things and learn things so that I can always make this channel better than it was the week or the month or the year before. So lots of fun. Let's get back though to the questions. I have about 20 minutes to go here. Oh, by the way, if you're new here, don't forget to click that subscribe button. I try to remember to say that. And thank you to Elias Gomez for the super chat. Elias says, you are awesome. Thank you so much for teaching us. You are welcome, Elias. It's a lot of fun and I do really, really enjoy it. Um, Let me see here. Um, Roger. Roger says, hello, Mr. Bob. Great to be here. Great to have you here, Roger. Please teach me the best way to say that was good to meet someone. Like in meeting, meeting you was the best thing for me to learn English. So, Here's how I would say this sentence. Meeting you was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my journey towards becoming fluent in speaking English. That was a lot of words to say one thing, wasn't it? Let me rephrase that. Meeting you helped me a lot. I've been studying English for a while and your lessons helped me. So that would be another way to say it. But it would be meeting you, okay? But be a little bit careful about being too strong with your emotions. If I say meeting you was one of the best things that has ever happened to me, that's a nice thing to say. If I say meeting you was the best thing that ever happened to me instead of one of the best, it's a little too strong, I think. It would be a little too strong for me. Uh, Ario says, hola, Mr. Bob. How are you? Today's question, how's your French? I'm going to change France to French. French language learning, thank you. Um, I don't do enough of it. I still speak to my uh, French speaking partner once a week. Uh, I have a French speaking partner from France. We get together on Zoom. We talk for French for 30 minutes and then English. It works awesome. Um, My television watching in French has gone down. My listening has gone up because I try to put headphones in as often as I can when I'm doing work out on the farm. Actually, I haven't done that a lot the last few weeks, but I do need to get that I need, I do need to start that again. When you're on the tractor, it's nice to listen to French music or to a French podcast. Okay. 
Thanks, Ario, for that question. Um, let's see here. Irakli says, Hi, Bob, I have a question. How many live English lessons do I need to attain my goal to speak English almost like a native English speaker? Well, this is different for each person. And I don't necessarily think the goal of speaking like a native English speaker is the right goal. The best goal for someone who's learning English is to measure their progress so they know they speak English better than they did two months ago or three months ago. It is good to have a nice goal in the future of fluency and having people understanding you better and maybe trying to get your accent to be a little less noticeable. Although I love accents, so don't try to eliminate it. But when you measure, when you try to decide how things are going, look at what you used to know and how much more you know now. That's just a better thing to do overall. Um, that's, that's what I would recommend. Uh, let's see here. Next question from Zul. Hi, teacher Bob. Is it correct she has a sweet tooth or she is a, she has a sweet tooth? If someone has a sweet tooth, they like eating candy. They like eating cookies. They like eating sweet things. And if someone says, I have two children, is it correct even if his kids are adults? No. Yes. Yeah. So like Jen's parents, if they met other people, they would say, yeah, we have six kids. Um, they're all grown up and moved out of the house or they're all adults now, but we have six kids. Yes. You still say, you still call them kids, even though they're adults. Um, you might say we have six grown children, but I think it'd be more common to say, yeah, we have six kids and people understand if you look old, that your kids are probably old. Yuri has the next question. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for the super sticker. I appreciate it. That is awesome of you. Thank you so much. Yuri says, hi, Bob. I have a hard, I have a hard time. I'm going to add an ah in there. I have a hard time distinguishing the difference between V and W sounds. I have watched tutorials, but it doesn't help. I understand how to make them, but I can't hear the difference. So yeah. So when I say have or how, so you notice when I say have, my lip is hitting my top teeth. I have five kids. I have an addiction to pizza. <laughs> I've admitted it. I have been doing this for a long time. I'm overemphasizing now. When you say things like how, notice your mouth ends in an O. So maybe watch the mouths of native speakers as well. Because if you have the visual, if you have that, it might help you connect it with the sound. So if someone says, how did you do that? And you see their mouth form an O, it might be a little easier. Uh, let's see here. Samara. Hi, Mr. Bob. What's the best app for learning English to improve speaking and listening skills? So listening skills are really easy to practice. You can listen to music. You can listen to podcasts. You can watch TV. Uh, you can... I said music already. You can find many things to do to practice your listening. You can watch YouTube videos. Speaking though almost always requires that you hire someone as a speaking partner. So hopefully you are able to do that. If not, you can speak to yourself in the mirror. You can speak out loud during the day and describe what you're doing. I call that narrate your life. So you can talk about like, right now I'm doing a live stream. I am thirsty. I am going to drink some water. Mm, that water tasted really good. Those are things you can do. You can also record yourself 
and listen to it. And then lastly, you can do what's called shadowing. Shadowing is when you watch a YouTube video, like if you watch one of my YouTube lessons and you listen to me for about 30 seconds and then you hit pause and you say what I said. Okay, just a sec. There's an ant on my lens. Okay, good. Sorry. There's, you know, when you do English lessons outside, there's going to be um, more guests than just the people who are learning English. Sometimes some insects show up. Uh, Let's see here. Sergey. Hi, teacher Bob. I'm watching you and notice the question about spelling color and color, one with a U. But I'm wondering if I were to spell color, would you consider it a mistake? No. If I was teaching English, if I was teaching English to people from all over the world, there are things that I would not consider mistakes and that would be one of them. If I was teaching English to people who were new Canadians or people who had immigrated to Canada, then I would consider it a mistake. Okay. Next question from Shigeli. I should do an audio check for a sec. Do you like to use a computer or phone to watch Netflix? I like to use my computer. Yeah. I think the colors are a little off. I think something's crawling up the back of my neck. Let me get that. <laughs> Let's go to uh, road cam just for a bit. There's a few vehicles going by while I get the next question. Um, just a sec here though. Let me go previous. Yes, I definitely like to use my computer. Okay. Cashier on break says, hi, teacher Bob. I love your farm and I want to visit your farm in Canada. And I want to ask, how's the farm in Canada? So the farm, things are going really well. The things that we grow are growing well. Sales are good. We do not at this point though, have visitors come to the farm. We are very busy. And when visitors come, they like to talk and we don't get work done. We are thinking about though, in the future, maybe in a year or two years or three, We might have the farm open and people can pay to come for a tour. But right now we are just growers and we like the quiet and the solitude. So how's the farm doing? It's doing good this year. Next question from Vinicius. How can I pronounce or, oh, sorry, our, or, or, our, or, or, our, or. That's a real tongue twister. So if you are digging in the ground to get out, um, um, or you could say, this is our, or, okay. This here, or is our, or get your own, or your, or is over there. Our, or is right here. If you were in a boat and someone, and you were rowing and someone said, um, can I use one of your oars? You would say, no, this is our, or get your own, or <laughs> hopefully that makes some sense. I should do a whole lesson on or, or an hour. Uh, let's see here. Alan. Alan says, oh, he was just a little hot is all. Why are there two extra words is all added? Um, You don't need them. Let's go to road cam, watch the motorcycle go by. A little bit hard to see. I was hoping big farm equipment would go by today, but we've had a long stretch of nice weather. I think most farmers are probably sleeping today because they've worked long hours for about three or four weeks uh, straight. Um, so the is all isn't important. Okay. Um, you can use it. You don't have to, uh, Oh, he's just a little hot. Why is he sweating? Oh, he's just a little hot. 
Why is he sweating? Oh, he's just a, l- a little hot is all. Um, it's kind of just a few extra words to make it sound a little cooler or nicer, but you don't need them. Um, Ricardo, I know you like perfection. So would you put the letters of the questions bigger? Yes. So here's the plan, Ricardo. And this has been asked for a lot. Right now, I am not able to do that because I don't fully understand the software I'm using. The software I'm using was written by Dave the Canadian. And Dave the Canadian and I, last summer, I was hoping to meet with Dave and we would have made plans. Dave, Todd, and I were going to meet and talk about live streams and how to make them better. But then COVID happened. So we just never met. But this summer, hopefully towards the middle of the summer, Dave and Todd and I are going to get together and have a Bob the Canadian meeting. (laughs) And we're going to talk about a few things. And one of the things on the list is figuring out, um, like when I do outdoor live streams, I don't want the words to cover up half the screen. So I need to, I need to figure out a way to make that work a little bit better. So definitely on the list, Ricardo, we will get that done for you. Let's see here. Next question from Fede Warrior. Hi, Bob. Will you make another lesson outside? From my point of view, your best video was ordering food. I saw you ordering pepperoni pizza a couple of times. So here's the funny thing. When I started making English lessons for YouTube, I tried as often as possible to make lessons outside. I did learn English at the gas station, learn English at the park, learn English at four different restaurants, learn English at the grocery store. And I have a list of lessons I want to make that I can't make right now because of COVID. So yes, I will definitely start going places and I will start making lessons more than just on the farm in the future for sure. Uh, Next question from Israel. Israel says, hello, teacher, how are you? What does keeping up and I'm not sure what the second one means. So I'll leave that be. But when you're trying to keep up, if two people are running, and you're getting behind, you might run faster because you want to keep up. You also say you want to catch up. So to keep up means you're running the same pace. To catch up means to run fast so that you're at the same spot as that person. Sometimes people try to keep up with their neighbors. If their neighbor buys a new car, they buy a new car. If their neighbor builds an addition on their house, they build an addition on their house. So we can also use keep up to talk about trying to do the same things as other people. Um, next question is from uh, Aryan. Hi, Mr. Bob. I'm from Bangladesh. I want to know, have you ever visited the territories in Canada? What types of people live there and what do they do? I have not visited either the Yukon or Northwest Territories. I would love to visit there someday. There are some people there. There are some First Nations people there. There are also people who work for mining companies there. Um, but there's actually very few people uh, that live in that, that part of Canada. Very, very, um, not very densely populated at all. Edwin has the next question. What is the difference between may and might? Well, I may have a nap this afternoon. I might have a nap. May sometimes means that you're allowing someone to do someone something. You could say that um, you, if a student said, I'm done my work, what should I do now? I could say, well, you may go to the cafeteria and get a snack. Okay. So that's me allowing them to do it. But when you use it personally, it just means something is possible. You know, I may buy a new bike. I might buy a new bike. 
those would mean the same thing. Mel says, what is yeah and right on? These are two ways to show agreement in English. Now the phrase right on is kind of an older phrase. It was very popular when I was a teenager. Someone would say, hey, I saw uh, the movie Forrest Gump the other day. And I might respond and say, ah, right on. That's a cool movie. Um, And then yeah is just a form of yes. Let's see here. Veneer, how can I learn English easily? Well, Benir, this is the thing that, you know, there are some people who will say you can learn a language quickly. I'm not someone who really believes that. So I don't think there is any quick or easy way to learn a language. What there is, is careful planning and making sure that you make every minute count when you are studying. And there are things like designing your week so you have a routine to study English. I always say, if you study English for 30 minutes a day, five or six days a week for a full year, you will be really happy with your progress. But if you study English for an hour a day for 30 days, you'll make some progress, but you might also... So did anybody see where it came from? Did it fall on me? I don't know. I'll just put them down here. I felt like there was one inside my shirt, actually. I hope not. I'll check in a few minutes when the lesson's done. There are no shortcuts to learning a language. You have to do the work and you have to do all the work, okay? You have to read, you have to write, you have to listen, you have to speak, learn some grammar, learn some vocabulary. Uh, Let's see here. Oscar Oscar says, um, hello, teacher Rob, another short version of my name. I don't usually use Rob though. I usually use Bob. This is my question. If someone asks, what do you do? Can we answer, for example, I'm watching TV or it has to be, I watch TV. Regards from Cancun. So first of all, in English, the phrase, what do you do? Usually refers to what is your job? So if someone says to me, oh, hey, you're Bob. What do you do? I would say, well, I'm a high school teacher and I make YouTube videos. The question, what are you doing, is used when you want to know what someone is doing in that moment. And then you would say, I'm watching TV or, yeah, I am watching TV or I'm watching TV. You wouldn't say, I watch TV. Unless you're getting, unless that's your job. I don't think that's your job though. So again, what are you doing is what are you doing in this moment? What are you doing? You would respond and say, I'm watching a live stream with Bob the Canadian. And then if I said, what do you do? You would say, oh, I'm an electrician or I'm a nurse or I'm a doctor. Let's get one more question here. So I'm going to address this because it comes up quite a bit. Juan says, hi, Bob. I sent you a message on Instagram. I'm not trying to be rude or mean when I say this, but I get so many messages on Instagram and Facebook and even now in my email and I don't respond to 99% of them, okay? I have a full-time job as a high school teacher. I help Jen run the flower farm and I make YouTube videos. I don't have time to answer everybody and so I don't, okay? I'm not trying to be mean. It doesn't mean I'm not trying to be rude, but when people send me messages the chance of me responding is pretty much zero because that's just not part of what I'm doing as a YouTube teacher. If you leave comments on YouTube videos, there's a really good chance I will respond to you. I do respond to most comments, 
the first few hours after a video is made. On my second channel, I try to respond to as many comments as possible, but I do not give private lessons, nor do I have time to answer all of the messages that I get. There, it's just a lot of messages, Juan. So sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to skip the next one. And I'm just going to find one good final question. Uh, sorry. So Constantine gets the last question. What countries were the students you taught from? Or what countries have you taught students from? Is that how I would say that? What, what, what different countries have your students been from? That would be a good one. I have taught students from South Africa. I've taught students from Congo, from France, from Spain, from Germany, from China, from Korea, South Korea. I've taught students from Thailand. I've taught students from many countries. I can't think of them all right now, Constantine, but many, many students. Hey, we're going to wrap this up, folks. I think everything worked great as uh, I'm going to do one little check here. I'm happy that everything was working. Phew. I'm happy about that. My camera, the viewfinder did turn off halfway through the lesson. I'll have to figure out why, but the camera didn't turn off. So that was good. Anyways. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the beautiful view behind me. I hope that you enjoyed the road cam. Again, there wasn't as many things going by this time as, as I thought there would be, but it was still nice to have another view to look at. Um, I do want to say bye to Bernadette, Mode Ags, Maria C, Dave the Canadian, Todd the Canadian, Sita, Brent from American English, Rod the Brazilian English teacher. Um, let me scroll back here. Semra is here and let me keep going. Rod, I mentioned Anita, bye to Anita and Julia Olis, Lolly Lolly. I'm scrolling back. Maria C, I might have mentioned you already. Bye to all of you. A bunch of members here. Bye to Mode Eggs. Bye to everyone. That's as far back as I'm going to go, folks. We're going to wrap this up and I'm going to clean up all my equipment and I'm going to go inside, put my work clothes on and then head out and help Jen on the flower farm. Have a great day. We are going to be playing GeoGuessr tomorrow evening on my other channel. By the way, if you... This is going to look a little weird, but... If you did not watch yesterday's live stream, it is available and it will be available tomorrow in a shortened form with better subtitles, okay? So look for that. And then I usually make a Quizlet set that you can use to practice as well for that. Anyways, thanks Dave. Thanks Todd for being here and helping out. Thanks to Rod and Brent from American English with this guy, Rod, the Brazilian English teacher for hanging out in the chat as well. Always good to have some extra English teachers around. Bye everybody. Have a good day. And uh, if you have time, have a nap. I'm going to try and do that later, but I have about three or four hours of work to do before that happens. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.